Discord has a bad connection or Discord doesn't pick things up properly. Like, oh, or it's Sean, like there are too many things happening at once. Yeah. I don't want to. Like, like Sean, Sean will have will occasionally cut out here and there with me, and like I'll have to I'll have to active active listen for him. Well, so you should I be can... active listening all the fucking time, Rich. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I have to active oh, listen even on, more should... when you're talking because you might cut out door, and I have to like piece together some of the words that you're saying. <laughs> Rich is um, telling on himself. He just doesn't Rich fucking listen. Absolutely. I, yeah, none of us so listen. Annoying. That's the whole point of the show. My name is Matt Kanzel, and joining me as they always do are my bros. From Belmont, New Jersey, it's Mr. Rich Sweet. Hi, everyone. From Haddon Heights, New Jersey, it's Mr. Sean O'Brien. Hey, everybody. And from King of Prussia, Pennsylvania. I've been to Mushroom Mountain once or twice, but who's counting? But nothing compares to those blue and yellow purple pills. It's Mr. Tim Hansen. I like that song. That's a good song. It's uh, D12 again. I know. <laughs> I didn't get the second one. I, I got I got that one. I know that one. Uh, well, the second one I didn't wind up being the D twelve one. It was a hold steady lyric, but I was reminded of it. I, was, I remembered it while I was walking upstairs, and I was like, "All right, we gotta go with that." Tramps like us, and we like tramps. Play <laughs> yeah. fake. Little little uh, little Springsteen inversion right there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the comedy. Springsteen was talking about escaping. You know, one way, one road out of town on a bicycle with this woman and all that. And all the whole day was talking about was tramps. There's like tramps. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Shall we proceed with the episode? Yes. Do you, guys want do, do you, you guys want to bullshit for a few more minutes? I think, I think we should just vamp for a few more minutes before we actually get into the show where we uh, drink wine. Nah. Let's take a vote on whether we should vamp for a few more minutes or uh, do the mm. show. Tim? Uh, do the show. You want to do the show? Okay, Rich, what do you think? I'm thinking I've got a joke for you guys. We can I can do a joke real quick. I think it's uh, every time you tell vamp, a joke, so... we have to edit it out. Mm. Yeah, I heard, yeah, I heard something happen. I need to talk to you about that. About yes, <laughs> off the air. I heard something happen uh, before one of the episodes last time, where it seemed like there was some 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 fancy footwork going on by Tess to make the show. Um, uh, acceptable for a general audience. Yeah, that's yeah. True. We there the was Sleevy's joke was too real. <laughs> there was <laughs> we we had made mention of a joke in the episode prior, and I was like, I don't want to say it on air because, like, I heard it from a comedian, and I just I don't want to say it on air because I don't want to have to worry about cutting it. But I will. I do want to tell it to you guys because it's both terrible but great at the same time. Um, I'll, 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 I'll inform oh. you of the joke after, after we're done recording. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Appreciate that. Oh, and Sean, should we vamp or just go ahead? Um, hmm. well, what, what, what was the other two votes for? Mm. Excellent stuff as always. Sean. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wasn't listening. <laughs> Where's well, that active a, listening, Sean? Come on, man. Sean, no. You've come to a four-way tie because, of course, my answer was uh, probably something insulting that would need to be redacted. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was, Perfect. I, I, I was going to say something that I, like, I would just say freely, and I, 
Brose Podcast, everybody. Oh, my God. 100 years. Brose Podcast. Available on all major podcasting platforms. The premise of our show is that we answer questions that we bring to the table. The four of us. We're four bros. We've been doing this now for almost five years. And each episode, we bring a question to the table that we want to discuss with our bros. It could be about anything. Current events, pop culture, life, the universe, or everything. Uh, but whatever we ask, we answer that question with a touch of mirth and a glass of wine. But if you want your question answered out there in listener land, if you want it answered on the air, you got to email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. But first and foremost, we do have to discuss what we are drinking tonight. Uh, I'll start. I'm drinking uh, 19 Crimes Cali Rosé. It's the uh, the Snoop Dogg Rosé that Tim and Sean have uh, uniformly panned on this show. So it's a big old thumbs down from... <laughs> From Tim Hansen and uh, Sean, I think was uh, equally, if, if maybe uh, a little more tactfully cruel, but he's also giving me a thumbs down. Although I will say the thumb from Sean was at more of an angle. I'm looking at this maybe like a 35 degree angle, something like that. So maybe possibly some potential there, some potential for the, the Cali Rosé to improve in your in your eyes. For sure. For sure. Okay. Noted. Uh, I would I would also say that this is a you know, this solid if unspectacular rosé is not super sweet um it is not my favorite rosé but it's pretty good you could do worse for uh snoop d-o-double-g remember when he went by doggy dog i do remember when he went by snoop lion <clears throat> snoop lion man that was fun snoop lion that was when he's doing reggae right yeah i think mm, so good stuff from snoop tim what are you drinking tonight I am finishing up Rainstorm, a Pinot Noir from the Willamette Valley in Oregon. Um, well, that's right. The label is a bunch of hoity-toity bullshit. It hoity-toity. is very meh. Um, I've been actively trying over the last year to not give like such just I don't care reviews because Matt was making fun of me too much. And I started to feel bad that I was putting zero effort into my wine takes. Negative Nancy over here. <laughs> um, a- it, it, it's, it's definitely a Pinot Noir. Um, it's not particularly great, but it, 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 I think my biggest complaint is that it leaves... I don't know if it's necessarily a, a weird aftertaste or just a strange mouthfeel, but it's just like... The only reason I've continued to drink it is so that that goes away, at least momentarily. So that's uh, it's a good way to keep someone drinking your wine to finish the bottle, but not a good way to get them to buy any more of them. Interesting. Interesting. There's a, a, maybe a miscalculation on their part. Like, they'll just keep drinking it. And it's like, yeah, for this bottle and then mm-hmm. no more. All right. I appreciate the effort you put into that. You know what the effort is? A plus. A plus effort. Damn straight. Sean, what are you drinking? I'm drinking Chateau Trois-Colines, which is the house on three hills. Hmm. Uh, And it is a C minus. It's fine. I uh, we've I've had at minimum eighty two wines at this point. Like the you know the bar. Wine is good. Most wines are fine. This one is a little bit less fine. C minus. The end. Thank you for coming to my TED talk. <laughs> All right, Rich, what are you drinking? I am drinking 
uh, Frico by uh, Scarpetta. It's a 2020 uh, white wine. Uh, it's, it's a it's a pig butt. It's a pig butt. But getting back it's to a... your animals on bottles, but just mm-hmm. the back just, end. Just, just, just the butt. Yeah, b- b- before it was the fronts, now it's the backs. Hmm. <laughs> I feel like that's a much more limited field. <laughs> I will say when I was buying wines today that I like actively wanted to find something different, but then kept finding wines that you guys have like mm-hmm. said very good things. Like I kept seeing Bogle Vineyards and then I kept seeing Kendall Jackson. Um, yep. Martha keeps telling me about uh, Chateau St. Michel, which I've had, I think one of their wines, which was really good. She's like, you should try this one. And this one. It's like, no, I want something new. How can I find something new if I keep going off of the same things? Yeah. I, the Says only, the person who keeps going back to Josh. So. Yeah, the <laughs> only wine that I, I will buy whenever I see it is uh, Post Malone's wine. I nice. still haven't seen it. I've looked yeah. for it. I've, got, I've gotten it twice now. It is genuinely the best rosé that I've had in the 80-some episodes of the show that I've had rosés. Unreal. What a wild time, guys. Five years. Who knew? Oh, wait. His wine is Mason number nine. Yeah. Missile number nine. Yes, Fuck. I assumed that like his name or something would be on it because I've 100% seen this before. Yeah. It is It is a very good rosé. So if you like rosés, you will like it. I can't promise if you don't like rosés. Iverson. Yeah. I mean, and I'm going to give it a try. because and Bentleys. Yep. <laughs> He did a song with Ozzy. Yeah. Post Malone Ozzy genuinely seems like a cool dude. Yeah. Yeah. Seems alright. He's, yeah. he's from PA, right? I'm making that up. I don't remember. I, don't I, thought, know. He from, I thought he was from California, but I, I honestly yeah. don't know. I don't know it. Maybe it's just because of the Iverson thing, but uh but I thought for some reason Syracuse. I like, oh, Philly. He's from yeah. Syracuse, New York. Oh, okay. Upstate New York. Well, New York. fuck him. Upstate then. New York actually. <laughs> Heck that guy. <laughs> Yeah, heck of a good, good job at Syracuse. All right. Who's got a question? Brosequestions at gmail.com. If you out there in listener land want your question answered on the air, but uh, who wants to go first? Hmm. The four of us. One, two, three, four. That's right. There's four. There's four. I did the math correctly. Hmm. <sighs> Tim Nose goes, I went first already. Oh, I also um... went first already. Okay, I will go. I'll go first. What What is the vibes? Do you want like kind of an easy one, like a little, like a light, like a palette? I thought that was no. your question. <laughs> what's the vibes? What are your vibes? How are the vibes? Like, yeah. sure to Guys, You'll get my vibe point? when I get to my take. No, yeah. give, I, I, I give, give me, give me something nice. Give me something with some. Oh, okay. Meat what? To it. Oh, some meat on the bone. You mean? You mean? So like... not not nice as in like easy. Nice as in like that's a quality question. Okay, like, give me. Mm. Do you think conservative grifters believe what they say? No. So do you think, so do you, I'm like Alex Jones. You don't think he believes anything that he says? No, I think he has a, I I think, um, I think similar personalities have a goal in mind that they're like, oh, I can whip up a bunch of idiots and essentially... Essentially the same thing that Trump said before, like, years ago, when he was like, ah, if I ran, I would run Republican, because they're dumb. 
hasn't like that I feel proven, like that's what this is. Hasn't that been proven that he didn't actually say that? Isn't that one of those uh, things that uh, everyone says he says but he didn't actually say? Well, that's that like my my thing is like do you think it's zero percent of the stuff that they're saying or do you think it's like most of it but then like the culture war stuff is what they're like kind of being i think it about i think it depends like do you think ben shapiro is like an actual or or no candace owens do you think candace owens is like a, a a real conservative who all, like, because obviously some of the shit that she says is is a lie, you know. Like, she can't believe some of the stuff that she says because it's like objectively untrue. And and like, I'm I'm not talking about that. That's that's obviously them. Like, I'm saying, how deep does it go? Like, do you think if tomorrow there was no um uh, demand it- for her kind of content, do you think she would? go vote biden in the next election so i i like i i agree with tim like and and basically what you're saying if there's no audience do they actually fully agree with what they're saying Mm um and i i'm on the verge of maybe at probably 50 percent. i think they believe half of what they say but then the other half is them knowing the audience that they're pulling and trying to pull more yeah. So they they're like, all right, I know I know I believe most of this stuff. The rest of the stuff is probably hooey, but you know, yeah, it gets the numbers, it gets the it gets the the advertisements, it gets it gets everything. Yeah. Let's keep them coming in. Let's bring the reactions, the interactions, so that we get bigger, um, and and, and blow it out the water. Yeah, for sure. That you 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 explained my question better than I did. It is very, <laughs> it's very, very much if a tree falls in a forest and no one is there to hear it, is Candace Owens still a conservative, or Ben Shapiro, or Alex mm. Jones, or what's that? What's that other guy who who's the meme? Like the Alex Crowder. Oh, Stephen Crowder. Stephen Crowder. I knew yeah. Crowder. I was yeah. like, oh, that's funny. I could I couldn't remember Crowder's first name. Uh, yeah, or his last name. But yeah, so I'm. That's my question. Tree falls in the mm-hmm. forest. Is Stephen Crowder still a conservative? I think the it. Conservatives it I think agree. it depends. Conservatives believe what they say. Yeah. Well, not not all conservatives, because I like I know. You're talking about the grifters. I'm talking the about grifters. the grifters, like the obvious, the really loud. Yeah, the loud ones POS. with YouTube channels who have mm. daily radio shows. Dennis Prager is a good one. Uh, like I, because I, I don't know. I often, because it depresses me to think that they believe everything they say because, like, it is so. Uh, it's just so untrue like a lot of what they're saying like they're like they uh you know they will blow up some like some culture war issue to be like this is what this is what liberals are trying to shove down your throat and you're like what are you what the fuck are you talking about but i like i i wonder how even conservative they are like are you i don't know pro-life are you uh pro-gun like how pro-gun are you you know what i mean like, because I think from appearances, when everyone can hear them, they are the most pro-gun. But, like, what do they actually think? Mm-hmm. Or do you, like, 
Because I think like like Stephen Crowder, I think was a was a comedian, and he just didn't do well, and then just found out that if he said like crazy conservative shit, he would get a bunch of money. But does he actually believe that though, or does he just think, want money? I yeah, I I think I think it's I like I said, I think it's like more like fifty fifty, where they believe some or or a lot of what they say, but they don't believe at all. They just know that's where the money is. It, it I, I'm sure there's a lot of celebrities out there that are on the opposite ends, and they might not necessarily believe the good the like the the right thing to do, but they know that they're going to get canceled if they say otherwise. So they're going to say the thing that's going to keep them from being canceled or keep them from getting in trouble. Mm. Whereas these people lean on the opposite ends of the spectrum where they make their money off of cancelable actions. So that's what they lean on and that's what they do. But they might not necessarily believe a lot of what they say or be into a lot of what they say. They just know that's where the money is. But it's still like a... Maybe, like you said, maybe it's not as much. Like they, they are for gun. They are they they they're pro gun, but they're not as pro gun as their character is on TV or on their show. Like you're you're. I think you're totally right with that. Like it's it is like a fifty fifty. There is a split there. I think it's totally a split. I just to what end? I don't know. Mm. Yeah, I feel like there's probably shades in there, um, depending on the personality. And I feel like it may change over time as, yeah, maybe started out as a grift and like, no, nah, I don't believe this, but I, I believe with like <clears throat> some general aspects of conservative conservatism or however the fuck I'm supposed to say that word. Um, but the extremes is what is going to bring in the views and bring in that money. And we go in there. But I think if you keep spewing something long enough, there's a distinct possibility that, oh, you start to believe the shit that comes out of your mouth. Yeah, that's um, what I worry about. Like, it's that so, you just say shit so much. Like, so I, like I think that might be like... kind of the, the, the Steven Crowder thing because of some of the stuff that came out. Because um, his wife, did she already divorce him or is actively trying to divorce him? It's one of those. Um, and there, but, then the, the video came out where he was an absolute monster. And uh, that was very sad. It's very sad to oh, watch. I haven't, I haven't seen the video, but like his responses prior to the video about that whole situation are just like, holy shit, dude! Because what you're saying is not like a big talking point. So like, this isn't something you took out of the ether. This sounds like something you genuinely feel and believe in right now. Which is just like, what do you mean she gets to divorce me? I don't agree, so fuck you. Mm-hmm. Um, and essentially referring to his wife as property. Um, holy fuck. Yeah. Um, and the fact that if what you were saying is true, he started off as a comedian, didn't work, took on to the next thing, and it's just gone from there. So do I think he has always believed that? Honestly, I don't know. Maybe not, but like it, it seems like that's clearly not where his heart was at the beginning, and it's just kind of has continually gone that way. Um, ben Shapiro might be theoretically uh, very pro gun, but if I'd be genuinely surprised if he knew how to shoot one. Um, 
And honestly, I don't know shit about Candace Owens other than it's just like I I don't like listening to her talk. Mm-hmm. I've tried listening to things because they're like, holy shit, look at what Candace Owens is saying. It's like, okay, well, I'll give it a listen. And it's like, uh, nope, your voice irritates me, which is very superficial well, and but, irrelevant but, but, to her points. But but I think even even with that, like, I, I fully understand what you're saying. Because, like, when you disagree with what somebody is saying, like, at a very fundamental level, like, and you'll, you'll look for any... Uh, excuse to just dismiss what they're saying out of pocket. Just be like, "Oh, you're annoying. Fuck you," <laughs> because you're like, because because they're saying like, and gay people shouldn't exist. You're like, "Oh, fuck you. You're a non-serious person. Get out of here." Like that's just a joke of a point. Mm-hmm. I do think they agree. I do think the grifters believe what they say, but I think that the priority level is, as we've sort of alluded to at this point, is a little bit <clears throat> skewed. Uh, I think Rich Rich brought up the. The idea that they yeah, they're playing to the market, uh, and they're, you know, they they they're they're playing essentially with their customer base, their their following wants, and I think there's there's truth in that for sure because mm-hmm. like I'm sure that these characters, these like Charlie Kirks and Ben Shapiro's oh, and all these sure. people, truly believe these things, um, like about whether it's culture wars, you know, the the woke mind virus or whatever you want to call it. I'm sure they believe all of this. Uh, I. I believe that it is only important to them in the sense that anything that messes with their money is important to them. Um, I would bet that in their mind, the more important issues are stuff like the economy. And there's some, there's some conservative value kind of things. I'm sure gun control rights are are important to them and X, Y, and Z are important to them. But like, I don't, I cannot imagine that for any of them, their most important issue is like, what Disney is doing to our kids. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure that there's an element of that, but I can't imagine that's the most important thing. I'm sure that when presented with this point, like if Ben Shapiro wasn't thinking about Disney making our kids gay or something, and someone on his team goes, hey, there's a lot of people online who who say that they're Republican-leaning or right-leaning, and they seem to think that, um, you know, Ariel shouldn't be black, Ben Shapiro will go... Yeah, sure. Yeah, they, we, we shouldn't make Ariel black or whatever it is. And, and he'll be like, yeah, sure. That's the opinion I think of. It's the first time I've been presented with this information. So sure, this is what I think about it. And it's not the most important issue to him personally, but he knows, hey, this is what I'm going to bring up on the show. And sure, he believes it. But again, it's like it's in the same way that like I believe that like kettle chips are better than like hers, crisp and tasty or whatever. It's like, yeah, it's something I believe. Uh, it's not, it's like the 496th most important thing that I think, Okay. but it's on there on the list. But if I knew that if I, if I had a file, if I had a YouTube show or a radio show and it's like, people want to hear my opinion on kettle chips and just want to hear me tell it, tell people how the hers conspiracy is key. Then of course I would bring up kettle chips all the time, even though it's not the most important thing to me. And I think part of the reason it's not the most important thing is that people it is a lot easier to hook people on something like culture war stuff because it is easy to explain. Uh, well, it is easier to explain it is easier to get an emotional hook on it than it is to the, than issues like the economy or foreign affairs or something like that. Cause those are much more complex issues They're, They require much more nuance. They require, hmm. you know, a little bit more engagement than people are either able or willing to provide. Like the, the, 
the Biden administration is begging people to talk about the economy, in spite of the fact that like the economy's fine right now, like as far as unemployment rate goes, but like inflation's still going crazy, interest rates are going up all the time and everything like that. And there are certainly people, you know, we're having like a bit of a labor moment here in the United States between like the auto workers and the Screen Actors Guild and all that. Like, but the economy is one of Biden's stronger points in his reelection bid, and he's trying desperately to bring it up, and nobody cares. Because either A, they just want to be agreed about the economy, or B, it's a lot easier because it's it is more difficult to explain the economy to people and explain like inflation or explain like, you know, where is supply and demand and all that, than it is to just be like Disney's going after your kids or uh, trans people are ruining your kids or all that. It is way easier to get hooked on stuff like that than it is to get hooked on the actual stuff. Or like, it's it's way easier to do that than to talk about what's going on in, in Ukraine and how that's it's still been going on for 18 months and the people there are, are suffering. And, you know, that, that we, it's, it is a lot easier to go for those, the, the low-hanging fruit of the culture war stuff. And so the, the conservatives, who I think might have stronger opinions on the economy or... Uh, stronger opinions on foreign affairs uh, in their real lives know that the people just want to take, you know, chop on some red meat, delicious red meat, and they'll present them. So they, I'm sure they, they, there's a long way of saying, yes, they believe it. No, I don't think it's as important uh, to them as they are making it out to be. Mm. But yes, they will do it for that, uh, for money. That makes me feel good, <coughs> I think. Mm. Yeah, I think that, that satisfies me. Thank you very much. That's a good yeah. point. Yeah, good good perspective. Mm-hmm. Just, I mean, I could, I could be completely wrong. Maybe no, but maybe, I think I think Ben Shapiro is a lunatic. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> I'm that's, sure he is, yeah. that's the thing. That's the thing. That's the thing <laughs> is that if if they don't believe what they're saying, what they're doing is completely unhinged, and they're getting people like like in maybe perhaps indirectly, like they're getting people killed because of the stuff that they're promoting. But if they, like, legit believe it, but it's just, like, it's, like, well, I don't really care. Like, I could ha- I could have a lot to say about Baldur's Gate 3. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, controversial, I guess. But, like, but it's, like, not important to me. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to, like, go, go onto the internet and describe mm-hmm. all of the problems with, um, you know, Persona 4 and be, like, oh. This this specifically upset me, but like a lot of people yeah. would grab would grab onto that because that's like it's like the you yeah know, it's it's the candy but that's the stuff that gets yeah that's what people will listen to you for yeah so candy candy uh, yeah candy man um any other thoughts on the political grifter question I think uh Matt, I think it was you that made a good point about like Ben Shapiro like somebody will come up and be like. Hey, these people are mad about this, and I'm like, yeah, I guess I can agree with that, and like, and 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 then he'll go off on that on his show and reach a wider audience. Like, I know people out there who will specifically not like something because someone they follow doesn't like it. They won't formulate their own opinions. They'll just see, oh, this personality does not like this video game or this movie or this show, so therefore it is bad. And it's like, yeah, but have you played it? No. Have you tried it? No. Have you seen other reviews? No. So then how do you know it's bad? Well, this person says it's bad. 
It's like, all right, you're not formulating your own opinion. You're just listening to other people and you're not being your own person. You're being them. And that's what these people maybe kind of also do is these people think this, and these are the people that are, are where I kind of agree with. So I think it too. I'm not even going to worry about my own opinion. I agree with them. So that's, that's that. I would also argue this started happening during the Bush administration because, uh, again, not that the economy is the only barometer for how people are attuned to politics, but uh, the, the the national debt started exploding during the W, the Bush W administration. Mm-hmm. And uh, and conservatives did, for the most part, didn't give a rat's ass because we were hunting bin Laden and because we were hunting for WMDs. Uh, and, you know, the debt continued under obama and and has you know continued under biden as well but it also ballooned under trump and not just during covid uh beforehand as well and you know republicans largely hand waved it away and and some of that is oh it's our guy we just want to keep power and everything like that but also because the electorate just just doesn't care because uh they they they're just they're being presented what um they quote unquote i will use they to describe the general Republican power structure and the Democratic power structure, because you don't hear the, aside from Biden, you don't really hear the Democrats talking about the economy much. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it's just the general power structure. Don't talk about the money. Don't talk about the money. Just talk about the culture war stuff. Just talk about socio-political issues. Just talk about that kind of thing. Don't talk about foreign affairs. Don't talk about wars. Don't talk about anything like that. And so you get 23 years of national debt going up and, you know. And no one talking about conflict. it. No, I'm talking about it and engagement on a national and an international level and in conflict and general unrest and, you know, the the sort of a slight eroding of Pax Americana over the last 23 years. Nobody talking about it, like because people have decided, well, we're nobody wants to hear about it, so we're not going to talk about it. Anyway, I thought I'd bring Sean down after uh, talking about <laughs> and doing something that, that made it feel a little bit better to start talking about, like, uh, nobody cares about the important stuff. Yep. Yeah, it sucks. That shit sucks. Yeah. But yeah. at least they believe what they say they're believing. I think they, I think they do. I just I think it's... Yeah, it's just not important. Mm-hmm. They're just, they, they mm-hmm. know that this is nonsense. Yeah. They know the more important stuff is follow the money. Anyway, I've said the same thing like nine times. Uh, who's next? Who wants to go next? I'll go next. All right, Rich. Um, this is this is this is just a basic, a pretty quick, easy question, kind of. Um, is there anything new that you've heard? Any new maybe potential slang term, slang slang terms, or like modern Zoomer terms? Um, or just things that you've seen on the internet that like really give you just like an ick and it's hard for you to explain. For instance, mine is, um, I've heard, I've heard a few people in my life say it, but I've also seen some TikToks where people are, and, and one of the words I don't even really care to know what it actually means, but people are talking about possible autism symptoms and they use the term tism. Or the tism, or the like tism, tism baby. or or tism riz is uh, what I'm the term. Tism. <laughs> tism, tism, tism riz yeah, is the thing name. that I heard. I'm like, that one. I'm, I'm like, what the what the fuck is riz? But yeah, yeah, I'm old. But like, just the, the idea of like the tism, where I may have the tism. I was just like, no, 
No, I just uh, so okay. Ick. I I think that this is an overcorrection, where I think that the reality is that we are finding that uh, people have different neurotypes. Mm-hmm. Where they either learn differently, or they communicate differently, or they perceive the world differently, and so I think what we're trying—it's—it's kind of um, like extreme acceptance, mm-hmm. where it's like let's make a joke of it, because I think I think the it comes from it being it like taking something that we were taught was very serious. And not to be joked about, because like you don't, you know, you're not trying to make fun of people with, you're not trying to make fun of autistic people, but like, so I think, I think it's just, I think it's overcorrection for you. So when when you say they, Rich, who is using this term? Is it people who do or do not have autism, or do or do not, or who are or are not on the spectrum? So I had one person say to me that uh, they think they have autism. Is the exact terminology. Okay. I think, and then is this like and, an extension of like I think I've got the Rona? Like, yeah, <laughs> no. Now it's flying into like you know autism. And then and then and then the other one was just like a TikTok, and it was like I, it was bringing a light, like, hey, this is maybe like a, an autistic symptom, but they were just like, it's the Tism Riz, and I'm like, the ew, is so funny. To me. I'm I'm, I'm just like uh, I'm like I don't. I don't like that. I don't yeah, like it. I think I I don't know. I think that it's I think that if it's a person with autism referring to autism as t- as the tism and that makes them feel like they're taking ownership of something yeah. about themselves, like fucking go fucking for it. But I also understand like there is there the reality is there is a a debate even about what to call whether you want to use people first language where you say like people with autism or you say autistic people and mm-hmm. that's like a debate within the autistic community community yeah mm-hmm. so like so like you're not you're not wrong for feeling that way i think i think it i think everyone is we are as we learn more about the different ways a brain can be it's just kind of a shifting mm-hmm. like some people are going to go one way some people are going to go the other way and and ideally at some point in the future we're going to kind of mesh together and you're all going to everyone's going to compromise and we're going to figure out what the fuck we're talking about yeah and cuz i i do i do understand that it seems very flippant about something that like you know for a lot of people is uh for some well for some people is like very impactful on their day-to-day lives yeah you know if somebody is like high support needs is autistic with like high support needs like that's i don't know i think we've done a disservice by um i don't know it's 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 hard it's a hard thing i understand what you're saying yeah the tism but is yeah the the tism tism that's the so, one that's weird and doesn't and like that sounds like it's someone who's like I'm not just on the bandwagon I'm cool and that that's how that comes across to me yeah. which is very autism <laughs> <laughs> kind of yeah I mean 
Um, yeah. Well, so that we, comes across uh, as disingenuous, but I also yeah. don't know shit about that person. So who am I to yeah. know otherwise? Yeah. And like, <clears throat> yeah, I, I don't know, like, if that person that I saw autism Riz, like, if they were actually autistic. And I'm assuming they yeah. are because they're posting this stuff. And yes, I'm sure it's something empowering to them and it helps them empower themselves mm-hmm. about something that that affects them in their day-to-day life. It, but it's still like, like I said, I just like, like you're right, Sean. It 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 sort of minimizes something that is that can be very hard yeah. and debilitating. And to do something like that, it's just like it gives me a little bit of a. Uh, I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't. You, you kind of got to respect the thing in, in a sense, but like, hmm. yeah. yeah. But, I mean, that's that's a perfectly fine uh, opinion to have. I mean, I would also say I I wouldn't assume that they have it because so much of like the TikTok and the YouTube and a lot of just general social media community is like over di- like oh I have this funny thing I have ADHD no you fucking don't you're just is, a weirdo this is or uh, or I'm neuroatypical or, or I'm non neurotypical or neurodivergent that's the word I couldn't fucking think of. This, oh, I do this. I have OCD. Oh, I do this. I have autism. A lot of people are self-diagnosing off of complete misunderstandings of what any of that fucking means. Yeah. And then they're like, well, now this is my whole personality. So <laughs> It's like, no, you have trauma. You should probably yeah, go see go, a therapist. Go see a therapist, please. There, there was uh, this same issue happened on Tumblr where you would go to somebody's Tumblr and they would have just this list of um, I forget what, initialisms, I guess, because they weren't like words, but they'd be like, mm-hmm. it'd be like OCD, ADD, ADHD, and all these other stuff. And then it would have like self-diagnosed at the end. And it's, and it is truly like this weird competition between we should be normalizing these things because a lot of people like this, people just have different brains and we should mm. acknowledge that and mm-hmm. act to empower all of these people. But at the same mm. time, like you really should, even though I understand that it's kind of a, it can be a financially unlikely or whatever, but like you really should go get diagnosed with something like, yeah. like saying self-diagnosed, I think is like a lot of those people, genuinely probably do have like ADHD and autism because like that's just something a lot of people a lot more people have than we thought but like I don't know I think I do think there is this move for people to try to say like I have autism for clout where you're just Mm. trying to be like I'm part of this movement you know yeah but yeah I don't know it sucks uh but the uh, I don't like the word cap. I don't like when people say no cap. No cap. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that. I don't understand it, and I don't like it. It just gives me kind of the ick for no reason. I don't. There's mm-hmm. no reason for me not to like it. I just don't understand why why cap is a lie. Uh, I I I truly do not. I I'm fairly certain people have explained it to me before, and I don't know why it will not. Could could it also be? Because in our day, a cap meant something different than what no cap could mean. Because um, you, I, when I hear cap, I'm used to busting a cap in someone's ass. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, or a hat. And neither of them, like the line between either a hat or a gun, or like a, a bullet rather. Yeah. Uh, the line between that and a lie, I don't see it. I'm not seeing the the movement there. Yeah. <laughs> this this harkens back to when I just fucking hated the word yeet. <laughs> yeah. Like a couple of years ago. Except now I'm just like, yeah, that's fine. And like I will genuinely I have act not actively used because I didn't think about it when I did it, but like I've definitely in conversation while I was working at Wawa been like, no cap. <laughs> and then the person just turns and they're like oh. How old are you? <laughs> they, okay. they, they like they they got it. They understood what I was saying, but they were also like, "Aren't you like thirty something?" I was like, "Yeah," and they're like, "I don't have a problem that you said it. I was just not ready for it, <laughs> so I was just confused." <laughs> um, okay. but I think the one my issue is when, and, and this kind of comes back to like. The evolution of language and blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Um, it is like I've heard people use "yeet," which to throw to yeet a thing as just like a confirmation. They're like trying to turn these words into the new John, or <laughs> just like we're just going to use them completely differently now. No. Um, so like there is only John. So like slay, and and this is a story coming from Martha. So like. When someone says like slay, what do you think? Like get it. Like you go Yeah, like crush get it is a good get it. Yeah. Get it. Get it. You're killing it. Awesome. Fucking right. Right? Right. Your enemy. So apparently. <laughs> Sorry. Apparently. <laughs> what, what Sean and Rich said, sorry. <laughs> apparently it is now also being used as just like okay. Hey, like just as, as just as a just like, as a right. normal acknowledgement, like yo, you can tomorrow like, at uh, at Burger King. Slay, slay, slay. No, 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 no. I hate it. No. no. So, which is actually, it's funny that you brought this up because Martha told me that I should bring up this question. I was like, I don't wanna. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, You're welcome. Tim. So yeah, thanks guys. You're so. Yeah, uh, it's weird to me that it's just like we're changing what words mean or what wh- what slang means. It's like if you're going to have a slang word, use it. <coughs> um, and it means a thing. Like I heard people starting to use yeet as like anything, like the, the, the verbal conjugation of John, essentially. Um, and, and it's just like, no, just... Don't do that. The word means a thing. If you need to say something else, come up with a new fucking word. Mm. And now that slay is just like, okay, it's like, all right. So now like what slay was just like, oh shit. And has some like heat behind it is just kind of like, yeah, that like takes all of the power away from that word. Mm. I mean, in my opinion. Yeah, you're not wrong. I think sometimes that just happens, though. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Who knows? Yeah. The world is a crazy place with lots of words. 
Slay. Uh, slay. Um, <laughs> what language do the youths use that I don't like? Is that basically what this boils down? Pretty, they, much, they, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, damn youths today. Yeah, those good damn kids. Um, the other ones are pretty good. I guess I'm tired of, of okay boomer now that I'm approaching boomer age. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but it, but a genuine just like um, wholesale and categorical dismissal of anybody who is over a certain age. Like I get it. The the genuine boomer generation is affecting politics for far longer than we anticipated. I get it that uh, people who are older than you have different life experiences and are going through the exact same set of trials and tribulations and issues that your generation is going through. I get it. I get it. I get it. Um, I don't know, but there's there's something outright dismissive about that, that I think is not beneficial. And it's just one of the, well, you're old. So what what it hears me is like, I'm done listening to this conversation because you are old and it is also a general, like, just, like, best way to put this. Um, yeah, just, just, it, it is a, it is a, what it, what it conveys to me, and this is probably much more serious than I need to make it, uh, because it is strictly young people saying, okay, boomer, I'm not listening to an old person. It's very myopic, um, in... In the way that, like, there is nothing to be gleaned. There is nothing positive that I can gain from the opinions of this person who is older than I am or something that occurred before I was born. Um, you know, I'm not interested in it. And it's sort of like a shortening of history. And I think that's not just the, the younger generation. It's now stemming into a bigger thing that I have a problem with, which is that uh, <laughs> our, our perception of history is, is shrinking as time goes on, where it's just like, boy, the... Uh, We've been doing X a certain way for 60 years. It's like, that's not history. That's very little time. Uh-huh. Like, I know, I know it might be more applicable than the 1860s or something like that. Uh, but it's, it's, you know, it's still worth looking back further than just the last 60 years or six, considering that the 50s or 60s or 40s are ancient history at that point. Like, there are people who are on this planet when Adolf Hitler was running a country. Do you uh, uh, do history. you do you know when the high five was invented? When was the high five invented? In 1977. I'm gonna jump off a bridge. <laughs> 1970, 46 years old. Yep, the high five. The high five. Now I need to know why. Now I need to know yeah. why. It was it was uh, just some dudes in basketball. But yeah, so that, that's what I say. Is the it's the okay boomer thing? Because it just yeah to me. Uh-huh. And of course, there are easy responses. The, the moment you say that to any kid, the, you're you are opening yourself up to just be like, okay, boomer, mm-hmm. and then they, they don't care. Which okay, fine. Yeah, that's, oh. that's a you know noted that you know this is, this is a, there's a whole set of things that that are not important to you. And yeah, that that's a little bit uh, annoying. It is it is it, it is a very dismissive statement that like gets used on a lot of things that shouldn't be dismissed for sure. I totally agree. Like as, like you said, we're getting to that age where we're starting to become okay boomer. Like we're thirties like I'm thirty five. Like I some some younger kids can look at me and be like, Okay, boomer, I'm like, I'm 
but I'm not a boomer, and I definitely do care about the the shit that's going on in this world. I'm not. I. It's just like yeah, maybe. Maybe I do. <laughs> for instance, and this is minimizing a lot of this. I had a buddy on my Discord who was in an argument with somebody because. In order for them to enjoy Starfield, they had to put 80 mods onto the game. And so they had to change the game entirely and change the game that was created entirely. And they turned around and was like, well, it's because you're old that you think that this is not something you should be doing. That's uh, like Real quick, have, did we hit the Starfield hat trick? Have we talked about this game in three consecutive episodes? We've, uh, we didn't talk no. about it in the first one. That's we the wrong sport. Hockey, <laughs> <laughs> but 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 it's <laughs> sport. <laughs> but like it's it's the only way I could like prove my point. It's the, it's the most relevant thing I can think of. Is like this person who had to mod a video game with over eighty mods in order for them to enjoy it. This dude was saying, "Well, then you didn't actually enjoy the game. You enjoyed the game you made." And he was like, well, it's just because you're old. So he okay boomered somebody because they disagreed with the fact that you should you shouldn't mod the, a game that much. Like, I, I agree. You really shouldn't mod a game that much. If you had to mod a game that much, you didn't like it. I don't feel that way because I'm old. I feel that way because he, the game's not broken like that. You don't need that many mods. You don't need to put 80 fucking mods into this game to fix it. It, it's it's just, yeah. I want to know what the mods are because, like, there are a lot of mechanics in games that are complicated that, like, that that are just unnecessarily overcomplicated. In which case, it's like, yeah, you have a great universe and a great story, but I'm not going to load each individual fucking bullet. I'm not going to break down each individual fucking thing to get the materials and then also have to categorize me materials and do this, this, and that. I'm going to automate this entire fucking process with a mod because fuck you. Yeah. That's not fun. That's just obnoxious. And it's like, well, the programming's really cool. Don't care. You've made this game unnecessarily complicated in the least important way. So fuck off. But, but So I'm interested in what those mods are because if it's a lot of like ease of player experience and life stuff like that then i completely agree but at the same time can you say you enjoyed the game if you changed the game that much yeah if you if you didn't have the ability to mod the game you wouldn't that, have enjoyed the game um i would say that i hate those certain mechanics and the rest of the game is fine i would still say i enjoyed the overall game because the game is the story uh as much as a lot of the mechanics. So yeah, no, I would like, this isn't quite a ship of Theseus. Yes. You've changed a lot of things. Like depending on the mods, you've changed part of the experience, but you've not really changed the overall game. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't, argument. I, I can't say what the mods were. I didn't get into it. And I didn't yeah, ask, that's, but it that's was... my po- you made an assumption. You okay. Boomered. Uh, you, you boomered this kid by assuming <laughs> whatever was going on. So Yeah. Because that's the yeah. argument we make against boomers. It's like you're assuming something you didn't even ask. You're just being a prick about it. Well, no, like, I I didn't argue with this kid. I I had not. I didn't argue with anyone. I was just like, yeah, I kind of agree that if you mod this game this much, then maybe you didn't necessarily enjoy it initially. Maybe right. you shouldn't. Maybe you shouldn't mod a game that much. I don't know what the mods are. I didn't get into the mods. I wasn't. 
I wasn't going to dive that far into it. That's my point. You're still making the assumption. That's still the point. I'm not, I'm not really, like, I don't know. That again uh, was what term of of Gen X slang (laughs) bothers you? Love that left turn, right? And yet, miraculously, we're back on Starfield. Uh, (laughs) Surprise. (laughs) So all roads lead back to Starfield. Uh, any other thoughts on this or shall we move on? No, I'm good. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, uh, all right. I have a question. So, uh, so I mentioned, uh, had a nice experience. I've had a good experience with the neighbors in our, on our street now, uh, since my wife and I, my daughter have moved in uh, a couple weeks ago, pretty much everybody's been extremely friendly. We had some very proactive neighbors who came up and said hello to us. Um, and it got me thinking because in my old neighborhood, uh, at least for the first few years we were there, we didn't really have the friendliest neighbors. And I feel, yeah, it was kind of a bummer because uh, by the time we finally got neighbors in the neighborhood that we sort of enjoyed the company of and enjoyed talking to and had a couple of young kids, uh, we were looking to move. So uh, great timing. But my question for you is what what's your relationship like with your neighbors and what do you do to be a good neighbor? I'm courteous in the elevator. <laughs> I hold the elevator door for people and ask what floor they need to go to if I'm already at the buttons. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they get off the elevator and they go, what a strong personality that man has. I don't shit the in the elevator. elevator really well. <laughs> I'm very nice to all of their dogs. Well, we That's a good dogs. neighbor thing. He's such good dogs. Yeah. Um, so I don't have pretty much any relationship with my neighbors they're just there i know that on one side is kathy and on the other side is the deans um but we don't we don't really like interact ever except if we need something from one another like but for the most part it's just like we just like we are just people who live near each other and i think i try to be cognizant of uh, there. The only thing I do is like I try to be cognizant of their property. Like if we haven't mowed their our lawn in a while, and they have, like I'll try to uh get our lawn mower a going to like mm-hmm. try to try to be at like a similar level. Like I don't want to look like I want all of our house. And I guess this is kind of it's kind of a weird thing to want, but like I just want all of our houses to look kind of similar, like. Yeah. He was like, I don't, I don't want them to feel like I'm uh, taking any of the property value away from their home. Like an HOA's wet dream. Exactly, mm. but we don't have an HOA, so we're just, uh, I, we just have to rely on one another to be aware all the time. Mm. That's good, good neighborly stuff. We try, yeah. I try the same thing with our lawn as well. That's not hundred uh, percent working because uh, we didn't. I, I you know, assuming the previous uh, homeowners did not like do like seeding or all the really fancy stuff because uh, I'm mowing it and it's like oh it still looks a little mowing it and I'm watering it and all that and it's like oh, it still doesn't look as green as the other guys like they're like it's it's like it's as if you took their lawn and painted green on it which maybe they did but I don't mm-hmm. think they did uh, <laughs> I've been taking care of the lawn longer than the uh, previous people were so um, so I you know it, it's maintaining that as well I. 
again, on our new street, we have a pretty good relationship. We had the neighbors that come came and introduced themselves to us within like the first day or two. And uh, we still interact with them. They've got a couple of older kids, but the, the mom and the dad both, you know, the, my, my daughter is a great icebreaker because she will, you know, she has no inhibitions mm-hmm. at this point. She sees somebody she's interested in talking to. She will sprint up to them <laughs> and, um, and give them a wave. And she is small and adorable and endearing. And so they will, they will abide by that and they will tolerate me uh, in conjunction. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and so th- that helps as well because it's just, you know, Hey, there's a little kid up there saying hello to you. And then that means I'm going and I'm talking to the neighbors on the left side. And then same thing happens uh, with the neighbors on the right side. Jordan runs up to him. I pick her up. And then we, I talk with uh, the, the dad who lives there. So it, it, it's, that's very helpful. Um, the previous neighborhood did not have as much uh, connection with them. And it was just a different kind of neighborhood because like we lived in the townhome community and it was a lot of people. There's a lot of turnover in that community. There are a lot of people who were uh, in and out frequently because it's you know a lot of people's first home it's a lot of people who are like you know young professionals people who are renting from other people things like that um and meanwhile like the house we moved into uh the people the previous owners lived you know owned it for 28 years uh people live next to us Mm. own have owned for like five or six years we just i just met neighbors right behind us uh, a couple days ago who have lived there for like 40 years like people who have just been there for a long time uh you know even the people who have moved in recently are like yeah we're, we're not planning on moving for a while like it is the genuine community. So it seems like the kind of place that you can get to know people and get to rely on people more. Like, you know, at some point I might be going over and bugging, you know, my, my neighbor, Jill and Ollie's kids. Uh, she, they, they've got a younger daughter, maybe to babysit Jordan for a night, uh, things like that. So it, it's, it's, it's nice. Uh, I will say this is a little bit different than the last couple of places that I've lived in that. Uh, it seems like a pretty nice community. Mm-hmm. Nice. What about you guys? What about you, Rich? What do you do with your neighbors? <laughs> my uh, my relationship with my neighbors is basically non-existent. Um, the house immediately next to me, which was the only neighbors I knew, uh, the township kicked them out of the house because it was they were renting, they were low-income housing from the township, um, which the township is now selling to make a profit probably selling to the person who owns the Airbnb three houses down. Um, and the Airbnb three houses down, I'm actively trying to get them shut down. So, uh, yeah. Uh, how am I a good neighbor? Because I'm actively trying to get the Airbnb shut down. Uh, what is my relationship with my neighborhood? Pretty much non-existent. Yeah. Uh, pretty, pretty much non-existent because I, I don't... I, everyone... Everyone on the street sucks, and I do not like my neighbors. I do not like my neighborhood, and I, I, I'm actively, actively wanting to get out of here. So it's yeah. I don't uh, be my fucking neighbor. <laughs> like I want. That's the thing. Like I want good neighbors. I like my neighbors. My lawn. Next door. Come back with a warrant. <laughs> like I, I, I want. I. I liked my neighbors next door. I want good neighbors. I want to be neighborly, but everyone on this block sucks is so nosy and in everyone else's business and just like freaking they it's 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 just it sucks it sucks on this block and then the freaking airbnb i i had there the airbnb was rented out to a couple or some people uh on saturday last week 
that decided to throw a huge party on this Airbnb. I swear at least 40 people were outside of this party. On my, You guys have seen my street. You have seen my house. Mm-hmm. These houses do not fit that many people. Um, they were going on until about 3 o'clock in the morning. Um, I had to call a noise complaint on them. And I'm actively trying to get that Airbnb shut down at this point. I have called the code enforcement who has talked to the sheriff and the zoning department. And they're trying to get this thing shut down because it just, it's not, it's the, this is not a good area for an Airbnb. It's not a good area for an Airbnb. And it's that, that house is two separate Airbnbs, one on the bottom floor, one on the top floor. Uh, who's left? Me. Yay. Okay, I don't have a question though. I just have a take. Oh, That's fine. Yeah. What is this hell take? Yeah. What are you upset about? Spicy. My take is that car insurance is a fucking racket, and none of them know oh, what they're no. doing. Oh, okay. Yeah. So is health insurance, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> also true. <laughs> I agree with that. Um. So my 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 gripe is very, um. Very much just like I would bad faith business practices, which are pretty much just being chalked up to like, we'll we'll try better in the future. So a couple months ago, uh, I had to switch. I didn't have to. I switched my car insurance uh, because they were about to double it, uh, double, almost double my, my monthly payment. And the only thing I could think of is because I finally used it to replace my windshield, which had gotten a giant fucking crack in it from a rock while driving down the highway. So they're just like, oh, that's going to be another couple hundred dollars a month. And it's like, uh, no, <laughs> it won't be. Goodbye. After, um, how long have I had that insurance? Almost a full decade being with this insurance with zero claims. Um, Essentially, just like we're doubling your insurance now, haha. Ha. Um, so I was like, nope, fuck that, we're going somewhere else. Um, so I went to State Farm. Um, I love the khakis, great look. Um, it was very shopped around, got pricing, and it was like, okay, this is going to be essentially matching the exact coverage we had for like. $10 more a month whereas everything else was like $20 more a month for less and it's like no I'd like to have the exact same coverage I have thank you very much going through the process really nice local state farm person hey we like um there is a recall for your car you need to go in for the recall I was like I'm aware I got the notification I've got it scheduled. Just like, okay, you got to get that as soon as you can. So for those not aware, a, Hyundai, a bunch of Hyundais and Nissan, I think. Um, there's been apparently a TikTok craze of, this is how you steal a Hyundai that doesn't have this, this, and this. Which is pretty much every base model Hyundai for up until 2023. Um I'll shorten this because otherwise it's going to take 40 minutes. So essentially they're like, you got to get the recall. I was like, bet. 
everyone and their mother that has a Hyundai is getting this recall. So mid-July, I had it scheduled for end of September. They called me end of August and like, you need to have it by the 15th or we are revoking your insurance. And I was like, that's not cool. Finally get it scheduled for the 11th. Almost an hour and a half away. Had to take off work. I'm a contract employee, so I don't have PTO. So go get the thing. Hey, got it done. Here you go. Oh, but you need the engine immobilizer. It's like, yeah, that's what the recall is. Yeah, but they they need to say that it's an engine immobilizer. I was like, here's the campaign number. Here's the code that even has emob in it. Hello? Are we good? Well, can you get them to say it? And it's like, what, what the fuck do you want me to do? And literally the day where they took my insurance, they're like, oh, so the, the, the update and the recall is for active engine immobilization and we need you to have passive engine immobilization and it's like so pretty much the the active part is if i don't if i lock my car the engine immobilization is active which means it needs to physically have a key in it if i don't lock my car then it's not on whereas uh, the other one is essentially like if the key is not in the vehicle it will never turn on ever mm. period like with all all the like push button start cars i was like cool 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 so you guys knew based on some of the communications i'm now getting you guys knew multiple like at the beginning that this 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 uh recall did not apply and you were not going to cover this and they're like, well, we didn't know that. And it's like, well, your underwriters knew that. Why don't you know that? So, like, can I at least get an extension to see if I can get this fixed? Because you have not communicated. Well, there's nothing we could do. It's like, so that's bad faith business practice. Fuck you. Mm. Finding, got to switch new insurance immediately. Um Martha thought she might get some sort of discount if we put her as the primary. Didn't. But now they're like, oh, well, since she's never been the primary insurance holder, we need proof of the last five years of her being continuously insured. It's like, okay, except that I've changed. I have moved states. So each one of those is a different insurance policy because every state is different. So I, it, it's not transferable. Uh, and because I'm no longer with Progressive, they deleted all of that information, so hmm. I don't have access to any of that. Like, hmm. what the? And like, can you just change it to me? Because you didn't say I needed this at the beginning. You said this after I finished all the paperwork. Uh well, we would have to cancel it, and then we would have to change it to you, and we would need the last six months. But if we cancel it now. You would have a five-day gap, and then we would need all the same information for you. And it's just like, you guys are just making up shit. Like, I have changed insurance four or five times within the last however long I've been driving. And I've never had to provide any of this before. No. They should like be you, able to get that. It's like the IRS. Like, you should just be able to know what I owe you. Just tell me what I owe you, and then that's the end of it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and like when they t when they took 
when they took my car off the Allstate uh, insurance, it was like it was like sixty dollars for at afterwards. I was like, how? And it's like because you were giving me an an insurance or uh, a rebate for anti theft stuff and this that and it's like okay, take the anti theft. No, we just. And that's when, after the fact, Martha found an article from, like, beginning of August where it's like, oh, just State Farm is no longer going to cover any keyed entry Hyundai vehicle, period. They're just not going to do it. So it's like, you can't, everything just got so much worse. And it's like, I would love to fucking comply if you would fucking tell me how. If I, if you had told me weeks ago, hey, we're going to cut your insurance because we're just straight up no longer going to cover your car, then cool. Tell me that so I can do this over a period of time. Not, hey, Friday afternoon, fuck you. You don't have insurance anymore. Mm-hmm. Thanks. So, yeah, insurance is a scam. Um, would love, And I love being given the fucking phone call chases and passed off from one person to another multiple days before getting an answer that it's like, well, cool. This still doesn't help me. And I still don't know what you're looking for. I provide what you ask. You tell me it's not enough. And I'm like, well, then what else do you need? <sighs> yeah. Sucks. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, man. Fucking, uh, you just sent me on a, you sent me on a fucking rabbit slay. hole. Did I do that right? This is not slay. Uh, no. you you sent <laughs> anti-slay. Me on, you sent me on a rabbit hole while you were talking because while you were talking about insurance, I, obviously my brain went to health insurance, and I remembered a TikTok that I saw about how uh, Optum is owned by United Healthcare, uh, meaning. That if you go to an Optum doctor, the Optum doctor then has to charge what United Healthcare, which owns Optum, assumes is like says is the right price for a thing. So they set mm-hmm. their own price for the for the thing that you are receiving that you have to buy from them. And then I found out that CVS and Aetna had a merger, which is fucking wild and terrible. And uh, how is this allowed? How are you allowed to be the person? the insurer and the thing for which you are being insured. How is that? It's like, it's like if, if progressive owned GM, like, you know, like this doesn't make sense. You shouldn't so be allowed to do I, that. Uh, on, on the I might CBS be, thing. I might be a dumb, dumb, <laughs> but that on, seems bad. <laughs> on the CVS thing. I've been dealing with major acid. Seems like a conflict of interest. Yeah. I, I have been dealing with major acid reflux since February, March. Um, I've been on pen, pentaprazole. I'm mm. on metformin for the diabetes. And I'm on, uh, basically, it's the generic version of Singulair. Because it's cheaper for me to get it as a prescription than it is to get over the counter. Um, I was going through Walgreens. Because I've just always gone to Walgreens. I like Walgreens. I've always gone there. Uh, it was probably May. Mayish, where like I try to refill my prescriptions, and Walgreens is just like, oh, we're we're we can't. What do you mean you can't? You're, we're just we can't we can't refill. I'm like okay, 
Can you tell me why? No, your insurance company is denying it. So I then have to call my insurance company, which is uh, CVS Caremark. And I'm like, all right, so why are you denying me at Walgreens? Well, you either need to have it be sent by mail, which, no, I'm not getting my prescription meds sent to my house by mail. I've already gone over about my town. Um, or you need to get a 90-day supply by CVS only and nowhere else. Yeah. Uh, seems wild. Seems wild and great. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, so I have to, I have to, I have to completely change pharmacies. Yeah. You have to completely change pharmacies. So I'm now clocked in on work because this is all during my lunch hour that I was trying to get this. I clock into work. I drive up to CVS and I walk up to them and I'm like, you need to call across the street and get my scripts and get them filled here. And I'm not leaving until you get them started because I tried calling you for the last 20 minutes and your phone didn't pick up. It just kept going to the uh, dial tone and nothing else. Mm-hmm. I've done that at the CVS down the street uh, from us at King's Highway, where I'll call them to ask if something's ready or if I can pick something up. And um, as I do so, I get in the car, drive down, and get in line. And I hear the thing going, one pharmacy call, one pharmacy call, one pharmacy call through the speaker <laughs> as I'm in the line waiting to go talk to them. Uh, it's fun. It's yeah. a great time. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, I was there for like 20 minutes. Is there like, on the phone with Walgreens, and I let them know, like, yeah, I tried calling you guys. No one was picking up. Like, oh, that's weird. They were able to get it, and now I'm just through. That's weird. Oh, yeah. It's just, oh, that's weird. And now I'm just all my prescriptions through CVS. Like, it all has to be. Yeah. Um, which, at one point uh, last month, I went to go pick up medicine, and they just decided to change my medication. I'm on Penteprazole. Uh- and they were like, well, no, we're going to give you a Meprazole now. And yeah. we're going to give you a Meprazole tablets, which was two of these giant prescription bottles worth of pills for 90 days. Yeah, we're, they, uh, we're, that yeah. shit, it's so wild. They So one of the meds that I take, they like it was like I think the difference between like a capsule and a tablet was like three hundred dollars. Like the same amount of drug, yeah. But like that's the, crazy. It is. It was something stupid, and it, it's just like I don't know. I just I don't understand insurance. Any of it. I I think I okay. Truly, I think car insurance makes more sense to me as a thing. I think they're running it poorly, but I think it mm-hmm. makes more sense to me to like pay into it in case something big happens. You can fix it. And the homeowners insurance and renters insurance, all of that makes sense to me. Just in case, because like I don't have six thousand dollars lying around. You know what I mean? Like I can't if yeah. my car gets fucked, I don't have any recourse. Like I can't just replace it. So but like man, I don't know. I it just but I it just seems like because you have to have it, they're just like, you know, fuck you. Like, you know, what are you gonna do? You have to have it. It's yeah. a law. Mm-hmm. It's the law. <laughs> You yeah. need to have car insurance. I don't know. And it's Everything's now the wild. same with health insurance. It's the law. You have to have health insurance. But again, it makes sense. Yeah, it may, like I totally understand the idea of health insurance and insurance in general. But it's just like it because you have to have it for most things. You have to have homeowners insurance to have a mortgage. You have to have health insurance because it's the law. You have to have car insurance because it's the law. Like they can just do whatever the fuck they want. But they raised my 
homeowner's insurance rates $800 for a year. And I called them up and asked them, why, why, why did you guys raise this? Oh, well, some properties in your area had hail damage last year and called in for hail damage. So we had to upcharge everybody in the area because some people used hail damage because there's just a general bucket of money for everyone in the area, basically, is the way they explained mm. it. I'm like, so I get penalized because somebody else used you? Yes. I'm like, that's bullshit. That's absolute bullshit. Yeah. Totes. Totes my goats. Oh, what a pleasant end to a show. Uh, we love it. We love it. Really grinds my gears. Such gear gr- insurance. Quick, quick guys, be funny. Also, Tim, I don't know if you saw it, but it was super adorable. Martha peeked in, I guess, to maybe see if you were still awake or recording as uh, I was finishing up what I was saying, and it was super adorable. I heard the door, and then I like, I, I guess I reacted too quickly. Or too slowly, so I just looked at the camera and I was like, "Nope, I don't see anything." <laughs> Must not have happened. Well, I guess we'll find. <laughs> guess they got me. Yeah, the Jim Gaffigan jokes like, "I hear there's somebody downstairs. It's probably a murderer." I got five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. What do you say, guys? You we did insurance some more. Or you want to call it? We good. I think that's a night. All right. Well, in that case, the Brose podcast is, of course, available on all major podcasting platforms. You can follow us on social media. You can follow us on X at Brose underscore podcast, on Facebook at Brose podcast, or on Instagram at Brose underscore podcast. Uh, and of course, if you have a question you must answer on the air, email it to Brose questions at gmail.com. That's Brose questions at gmail.com. Huge thanks, as always, to. Mary O'Brien for compiling our listener questions, to Tess Riley for editing our show, to Shannon Vogel, who designed our world-famous logo. You can find Shannon's work at the Vogel Art Shop on Facebook or at her storefront on Etsy.com. And our theme music is the song When by Steven Siebert. You can listen to Steven's work at the Free Music Archive. It's time for handles and plugs. Rich, we'll start with you. Uh, check me out on Twitter at B underscore Walnuts. And you can check me out on twitch.tv slash B underscore Walnuts for video game streaming Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday. Uh, throughout all of October, I'll be playing games with Dead in the title. Um, also, PodQuest, the weekly nerdy talk show. Where are you, Sean? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at HeySSOB, and you can find me doing Frisbee at OB Disc Golf. And that's all I do, pretty much. <laughs> that's all I do. All right. That's all I do. I do <laughs> Frisbees, and I do Twitter... And sometimes I go on Facebook and get sad. And then oh. occasionally go and go to work. Oh, yeah, I do go to work. I forgot about that. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm fucking so, work. I'm so good at work and family. <laughs> yeah. I am so good at job and family. And beach. Uh, and beach. I, I did see um, somebody accurately and quite uh, uh, wistfully noted in a in the obituary for jimmy buffett that his job was beach oh yeah, it's true yeah i like it uh tim hansen what about you? you can find me on one? x at tim r hansen um 
and hopefully sometime soon in our next set of episodes maybe uh we'll, we'll have some more info from uh, our bros steven and charles coming in from the west coast with their new format which is like a potentially game show style with some improv going on yet to be determined but can't wait to see what the guys uh come at us with next whose poop is it city Mm. Yeah. I get it. Uh-huh. I get it. The reference to the popular improv show initiated in the UK and then followed up in the United States by host by Drew Carey. Yes. Mm. Yes. I get it. It's nice. It's good. <sighs> I'm on Twitter at mcasnell, or sorry, <laughs> where are my manners? X at uh, <laughs> mcasnell. That's M K A S Z N E L. And uh, my shout this week is to uh, you guys. Good, good work. Bye, you guys. Good to be back. It's good stuff. Good to have you back. Yeah, we missed you. Yeah. Yeah, we did. Miss you guys, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm very tired. It is one Same. Morning. We've been Goodness. doing this for yeah. five hours. We're all sleepy, boys. Rich is, I, I think Rich is going to, thumbs are going to get stuck like that if he keeps doing that. Uh, <laughs> say goodbye to the listeners, everybody. Bye. 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 For Tim Manson, Rich Sweet, and Sean O'Brien, and the entire action moves team. My name is Matt Kazan, reminding you all to be smart about being stupid.